this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are welcoming back to the show. This is our second time here. The one and only Miss Sarah Frazier from the Sarah Frazier show. Oh my God, David, I adore you. Thank you for having me back. I love you. You were just on my podcast and, and I said it on my show, but you are my favorite person to call. You and I talk for hours about hours. everything, every TV theory, every podcaster, you know, we mention it all. Listen, Sarah, there's a lot going on. This has been, it's the end of the year. It's been quite a year, right? For the Bravo, for pop culture. It's just, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. I mean, so much. I was looking back at the biggest pop culture moments, which I know we're going to talk about, but it's, it's kind of wild. And a lot of those big moments have happened in the past, like two months. It's really nuts. It's not slowing down. So yes, I want to talk about some like big pop culture moments and big Bravo moments that we all love, but I really want to share because I'm not sure that people know about this. I mean, some do, but it's not getting buzz is the movie, the scripted movie, The Housewives of the North Pole, starring mm. our very own Miss Kyle Richards. You don't, you know, it's interesting you say that. You don't think it's getting like the buzz that it deserves? Would you, well, you have, did you, would you have heard of it if I didn't bring it up for this recording? I, okay. I do think, cause you and I obviously love housewives and follow all things Bravo. I do think I had heard about it, but you know, I don't have Peacock, which I'm thinking I need to get a Peacock, Peacock subscription. Cause you're saying it's so good. I mean, okay, listen, first of all, you have R-H-U-G-T, Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip. <laughs> then you have the b- brilliant, brilliant uh, Paris in Love. Miss Paris Hilton getting married, her fiance. This is Paris. Wait, 
It's Paris, Nikki Hilton, oh. her fiance Carter, Kathy Hilton, just coming <laughs> off her Beverly Hills. And they like talk about it. They break the fourth wall and they're just like, it's so funny. Our mom is like this pop culture hero. Like they talk about, like Kathy Hilton's like, I, I have so many things I have to get back to. And Paris is like, you mean DMs? She's like, those are DMs. Like Kathy Hilton is discovering the joys of like social media. So that's all in this. And then you have a little, you have a little Kyle Richards going on. Okay. Um, all right. Well, maybe I'll have to get the subscription because you know, I'm a huge Kathy fan. Like everybody, I love Kathy. So if she's on, all right, I might and have to be in. You see the dynamic between mother and daughter. And so it's a different Kathy than you saw on Beverly. Still as fancy and everything, but just you know, like wants to share. It's it's good. It's good. Don't you feel like, I mean, I'm sure Nikki and Paris like call Kathy on her crap. You know, I mean, I think that was people's complaints about this last season of Beverly Hills was that no one would challenge Kathy Hilton because she's Kathy Hilton. Like nobody, you know, no one wanted to call her out. I mean, you know, it was, which I don't blame them. I mean, Kathy is true Hollywood. Ro- I mean, she's royalty. So it's like, I wouldn't call her ass out. You know, Kathy knows everybody. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, you have Erica Jane, who is basically destroying you to your face. Like she's ready to literally tear what? your tongue out. And when it goes to Kathy, she, she, she bowed down. She did. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I loved that. I, I enjoyed that part. I thought it was great. I was like, yeah, that is what true money will do. Kathy. And you know, Kathy is not even filming now. The rumor is that she, <gasps> Kyle says, since we're about to talk about Kyle, Kyle says that Kathy's very embarrassed about the reports that she wants $2 million to come back. That like, that's not true. Look, oh. I think she wanted, and that she's just been busy planning Paris's wedding. Now, mind you, the wedding's been filming that show, Paris and Love, on Peacock. My, my, guys, I don't work for Peacock, FYI. But, like, I mean, the wedding's over. It's been over since 11-11. So it's, like, more than a month over at this point. So what's yours? And also, yeah. we're, we're, we're filming here. Like, when, if Kathy is coming back, when is that happening now? Because, I mean, we're at least three months into this. When was the reunion? We're at least three months into filming. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I think it's not a good sign. And I, and if she doesn't come back, I mean, of course I'm going to watch. Cause I want to know, you know, everything that's been going on with Dorit more fallout for Erica, but Kathy just brought another element to that show. That was like, it's, it was, I mean, I just craved it. I couldn't get, I couldn't wait. And what a shame if like Bravo couldn't make it happen. You're telling me that between Peacock now and NBC, they don't have two million. They couldn't come up with $2 million for Kathy. Roll out the red carpet. And okay. So like, even if it's less, like there's a lot of housewives that get a million. I mean, I know she's not a housewife friend of, but like, all right, it's Kathy Hilton. Just give her a million dollars. Like you actually, like, I don't think Bravo is used to this. Like you have someone that a doesn't need the money and B doesn't need the fame. I'm not sure they ever, I mean, think of all these fame wars that we have that would that would say 2 million. And you're like, you want to get kicked off the TV and they would go and cry in their room. Cause David, does any housewife make, I mean, Nene leaks famously made a million. Does any, who, who makes a million dollars now on housewives? Teresa makes over a million. Okay. Teresa Melissa, makes- believe it or not. Really? Wow. I, the rumor, all rumors. What do I know? I think Teresa probably makes like two and Melissa probably makes 1.5 now. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not think they were. I mean, Teresa, yes, like dynasty staple after everything she's been through. But I did. What do you think Candy Burris makes? You think Candy's rumor is uh, the rumor is two point eight. Can't. Okay. So who is, the, is Candy the highest paid housewife? I think with Nene gone and Bethany Frankel gone, Bethany never made that. But I think with Nene and Bethany gone, I think Nene is the highest paid housewife. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. All and right. They well, they should, they should easily write a check for Kathy. That's the thing. I mean, how hard is it to have every fan? Like I have, I've seen maybe one out of millions, only one. I've seen something say something bad about Kathy. I like, know. I know. No one her. will. Yeah. I know. No, and they, I mean, I loved her also, you know, I mean, I'm sure Kathy has just connections beyond connections. So I'm sure people are like, yeah, okay. She's off limits versus, you know, I mean, Lisa Renna, you know, I mean, Renna is going to come for you, Garcelle, but I mean, you're going to talk shit about them. Like, you know, you're not threatened by them. I think I still stand. I don't know. I I mean, I've been saying, I think if somebody was going to go out of this group, the next person would be Dorit, but I don't know if Crystal doesn't bring it this season, but you know what I just read? And I, again, I blind eyed. I I read somewhere that Sutton was in this. Again, this is something I read. I'm not, this is so not confirmed, but Sutton is in danger of losing her diamond. Like she brought it. She didn't have the diamond the first year. Last year she had it because she brought it, challenged Erica. And this year she's just, like boring and flat. I've had her on my show twice. I love her. I just read that somewhere. So I don't know if I could it's true. See that. Right? I could see Sutton going. Yeah, I could see Sutton. I could see Sutton going. Um, I've had yeah. enough. And why do I need to be the person to speak out and let someone else fucking do it? And- well, I think aside from calling Erica on her stuff, what else does Sutton have? Like, that's my problem with these women. They just, it's, it's hard it seems like they've, they've hit this casting like rut where it's hard to find these women that are dynamic. You know, Bethany had businesses going like, you know, she'd been engaged multiple times. She like fought with the women. She, you know, there was just so much there. She wasn't rich, but she was aspiring. They were making fun of her, but you know what I mean? Like it just, even like Luann, even, you know, they all kind of Ramona, right. Initially Ramona was married. She had her daughter. They like, you know, they played tennis. They went out to the Hamptons and they got to, you know, it's just like, I don't know. They need people with more than just, um, you know, I'm divorced and now rich. Like you have to be doing something and they don't really do anything. No, they don't, which is, well, New York. I mean, I was with, I was out with housewives last night. Let's just not, but they, but they, they agreed with me that like New York, they were like New York, they, they, they don't know. Nobody knows anything. And it was not New York housewives, but they said not when New York comes back, if, and I'm like, thank you. That's what I've been saying forever. If I'm not so convinced, I'm not so convinced. I'm not that it's going to come back. And if it does, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be one or two. I don't think they would keep one person. I think there are two. I think there are three. These are the three most likely scenarios. A, Roni will never be back or I'll be back years from now. Two, they will keep two OGs and three people will be fired. And with two people kept, they will hire five new people. 
two OGs, three, they will keep nobody and start with a whole new cast. That is what I think. I think Ebony and Leah are definitely gone. And I think one of the three OGs is gone. Not that I have a plan in my mind. I just think if they went that route, keeping one is the strangest thing. Like one, that makes no sense. So it'd be like two and then a whole new show. And then it will be like five new people. I think Uh, that's the most likely, but I can make cases I think Sonia's gone. I think people are done with X on house. The toaster never came out. It's just, it's looking tired. It's looking tired. I think so too. I mean, Ramona tests really well. Her Q score is great. I mean, she was the source of an investigation involving HR, this whole thing. And she's going to be like, think about it. If it doesn't come back for like two years, she can be like 65. Again, I love Housewives in the 50s and 60s. Just as a producer, that ain't helping her case. That's the only reason why I think it could be Ramona, but I just, I, I would agree. I think it's Sonia. And here's the thing. I they like, now. what they do is they use you. They use you for continuity for one season. That's what yeah. they did. That's what they're doing with Shannon Bedore. They're going to fight. Shannon's being fired. I'm going to go out and say it. But she, you know, that, that there again, like to me, it, the act has run its course. Like Shannon, it's done, you know, like she's divorced. She was rich. We, we followed like her cheating husband there. You know, he like, it's just, it's been done. We've seen all of Shannon's tears. You know, I, I, I think you and I disagree on this, but I do think Tamara, I love Tamara Judd. I think she had like another season in her. I think Vicky did. I mean, Steve, Steve, like allegedly may have cheated on Vicky. He ran for governor. I mean, there's so much. To me, Vicky does always have drama. I think that they did. You know, I mean, look, I, I think they kept Shannon to be like, look, they needed the continuity because Gina and Emily were, are still new, quote, third season. And yeah, bringing back Heather, I think they kept Shannon for continuity, like of feeling old, like old school. And yeah. I think that they kept her to have Dubrow take her out back. You know what I mean? Like this, this is going to be epic. They're going to go at it. And Shannon's going to be like, Shannon's done. Like, I hope she knows this. So that's what they do. So it's like, I feel like they would keep the OGs in New York, two of them for one season to just go down in flames. Like they look, look what they did with Dorinda. Like they bring you down in flames. And here's the thing. I did think Vicky and Tamara maybe had more in them, but I think this season now, by the end of it, this feels like the rebirth. The same way we talk I about know, Erica Jane, like we talk about Erica Jane and Lisa Rinna and Doreen. They're not old. They've only been around for how many, like they've been around for a lot of seasons, but it's almost like it was that shift with the one season with like Erica and Rinna coming and then Dorit the next season that like shifted back. Like this is, this is the shift season of the OC that at the end of it, like, Tamara and Vicky to me now if they came back would feel so out of place it's a different show and Emily and Gina are going to earn their place this season and then move on to a fourth season as like the Greek chorus that they are okay well I love that I love Emily I love Emily's like discussion about her weight and how she doesn't look like the stereotypical OC woman and even Gina I mean Gina's gone through different like highs and lows with her weight I think that's much more real I think sometimes than some of the other women so I I do enjoy the OC now it's and by the way David check your ass at the door because like you're talking as if like you're the one making these decisions like I don't know for sure like I mean like I'm not I mean get off your arrogant high horse David but I have to say I'm usually right 
Uh, really. I went out with a different housewife two nights ago and she was like, Leah's coming back. And I'm like, I don't know if Leah told you that. And that's what she's putting out to the world. Mm-hmm. And like, the, like honey, the, the more you say that to me is not going to get me to repeat it. I'm behind the velvet rope because it ain't fucking true. Like, and I don't even believe that you believe that. But if you believe that, then you have no clue of how housewives are. There's 0% chance that Leah McSweeney is back. Zero. I'm going to say Ooh. zero. Wow. Because nobody cares. Nobody is talking. Nobody. The only thing people are talking about is who is it going to be between Luann, Sonia, and Ramona? That is the, that's, that's the conversation that gets people talking. I'm not saying I don't want Leah to come back. I'm not saying anything against her or Ebony. I'm just saying it's not going to happen. The thing went down in flames. It was a horrible season. So as far as ratings and so leah they're not going to stick their neck out to save someone who's been there for two years no way she's going to get thrown into the the swoop but anyway all right seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami. Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at Crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase.
Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. The house, the housewives of the North Pole. What a lovely time to discuss this. Anyone, guys, first of all, there is this movie out there, if you're not aware of it. I'm sure a lot of this audience is aware of it, but I'm not sure everyone has really watched it or is going to watch it. Listen, here's the thing. This is a scripted show. Now, let me, a scripted movie, let me just go start by saying Kyle Richards fought very hard against this title. I'm giving you some, she did. Some, some tea, although it's out there. Yeah, yes. She really didn't want this title. Why? Because, you know, she was in Halloween earlier this year. She was in Halloween Kills. And she just got signed on to be in the final Halloween ever, Halloween Ends. And her role has been drastically increased because she did so well. And she is going to be in it with she has apparently a lot of scenes with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like Kyle. Really? Kyle is like emerging as an actress. Like I love. Yes. Okay. I, this is the gift I feel like of housewives is it really is making stars of women over 50. And I think that is so enormous. Like Andy Cohen, NBC, they deserve so much credit for that. I love to see her emerging as a legit, you know, I don't know, legit actress, but as an actress. Well, you know what it is? I think that, you know, everyone knows that her and Kim were in like Return to Witch Mountain or whatever it was, Escape from Witch Mountain. <laughs> and I just think like there's a huge generation of people that don't even know Lisa Rinna is a real actress from Days of Our Lives or like yeah. Marvelous Place. But I think the average age of what watches The Housewives and like listens to like this podcast, it, it is 30s, 40s and mostly I think forties and fifties that watch housewives. So most people know ran out from like days of our lives and like, you know, Melrose place. And also like people know Garcelle, like I remember Garcelle and Eileen, but like Kyle and Kim as actresses because they were so young is kind of before any of our times. Totally. Totally. I don't, I didn't Yeah. I had no clue. I didn't know anything that they were in aside from Kyle and Halloween. Like I wouldn't have known. Right? Any, yeah. So like when they say we like when Rena says I was an actress, like ah, oh, Melrose Place is the best fucking show that's ever existed. Ever. A oh ever. my god, so ever. good. So, so good. I right. And so like I just think like we knew we we all knew Kyle was an actress, but like, do we really believe you know, like when you sit like even me in like interviews, I asked like Eileen Davidson, I never include Kyle and Kim in my like, what do you think of actresses on? housewives kim no. fields was on atlanta from you know facts i never think of kyle and kim and i'm like shame on me because they are actresses and this movie is a real so i think kyle just wants it separate of like you know this is my day job like it's in this is a real gig it's a real gig this wasn't like had anything to do with bra you know it's on peacock but it didn't have to do with her on beverly hills i mean this is a real she plays a part kyle plays a no. part why did she, okay, so, um, but for the housewives, what did she want it to be called? The, instead of the housewives of the North Pole? That I don't know, but I think, hmm. you know, and they were just like, I think, you know, you're not producer. Like, I don't know what her contract said, but 
you know, they were like, look, I mean, th- that title will draw people to watch it. You know what? It fucking worked because I watched it. No, I didn't think I was, I mean, I-, I knew what I was getting. I watched the trailer. I didn't think it was a reality show, but she just, I think was like, that's weird. Like that's, this is not reality because she really wants it separate. And then there was this whole article in Variety just now. I mean, it's hard to get, I mean, I listen, she has a great team, but it was a whole article in Variety about Kyle Richards, how she was in like the first the Halloween earlier this year, it grossed like so much money. Like It was a whole article about Kyle as an actress. It was like a real, we are doing a piece on this actress named Kyle Richards. So whatever, wow. if she paid to have that place, no shade, because that's how it works. But a whole fucking article like that about you, that's, I mean, Kyle has money. That's a, I mean, I can't imagine. That's definitely six figures. So maybe they just really contacted her. If they didn't and she placed it, that's really a high price to pay. Like it's a lot of money. Right. But it was a great article. And you're just like, so watching this and then reading that article, you're like, oh yeah, like Kyle really is an actress. She did good. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Kyle fan. So I love seeing her expand. Um, and I like, Kim, I, I like all those sisters. I, you know, all of them. But I mean, let me also say, and this is not a knock against her. I mean, this is the you know, it's, it's on Peacock, but it's that fluff Hallmark Christmas movie. So this isn't like, you know, but I mean, that's not I'm just I'm setting the scene. Like it's, you know, it's light acting. How did you feel about her not wanting to kiss? Like she didn't do a kiss in the film with Carlos, her, um, co-host because she's never kissed anyone else. She's 52 years old. She's never kissed anyone else aside from Mauricio. I mean, did you, did you think it was a little ridiculous? I mean, you're an actress. It was. And that's when, yeah, she definitely did not want to do the kiss. That is true because she's an actress. Even there was a scene when he came up like kind of behind her and like put his arms around her. That's where it's like, it was a little weird. I thought of Mauricio. I fucking thought of Mauricio. I did. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, isn't that the best part of acting is that you're married for 20 plus years, but if you're an actress, you get to make out with people and it doesn't count. Like that's like the best. It's a very good part of acting, but I did yeah. think of Mauricio and like, look, it's her first, it's the first time I've seen her. Like I didn't really see Halloween and it's different because Halloween has fans that like, you know, that there are people that know Kyle from Halloween, like diehard Halloween fans like stalk Kyle because like the, you know, the horror, it's a horror whole generation. Uh, oh, I know that whole culture like loves horror films and lives for it. Yes. Loves. I'm not, I, I didn't get into, I'm not a big horror fan. So no, like I like some of it, but so it's like, did I forget I was watching Kyle from Beverly Hills housewives? Yeah. But then there are times where some, like the guy came up and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I, I was cringing. Video. Yeah. I was like cringing. I'm like, Oh, so you know, it's still Kyle. It seems like the same Kyle, but she really is acting and it's a cute movie. And so good for her for getting another. And I'm telling you her part in the next Halloween is dry. It was like, they wrote it up after the last movie because the movie made so much money. And they're like, I don't know how they figure it all out, but they're like, there is this contingency, like the housewives 
Like it has helped. It helped draw people to Halloween. They said that would not have seen Halloween. I mean, that's really, really impressive because I mean, I feel like Erica Jane wishes that she was landing actors like acting roles, like aside from Eileen, who, you know, your interview with her was so amazing on Behind the Velvet Rope. And and she talked about getting Erica. What was what was Eileen? Was Eileen on days? No. Or Eileen still- was on like a bunch of different soap operas. She's literally was doing like five not like she was playing like five roles. It was Days of Our Lives in something else. I forgot well, what the I mean, but it was literally like- two. It was two. And she does it now when she wants kind of thing. I mean, not that loose, oh. but she's kind of like semi-retired. Like she did Beyond Salem with Lisa Rinna. She's not really there full time, but it really isn't like anything shady. It's like she just is like, she doesn't want to memorize all those lines all day. She told me. Oh my God. I, I kind of believe. Yeah, no, that sounds like way too much torture. But I mean, I have to think Erica would have loved that role. I have to, I mean, Garcelle oh, yeah. now is on the, is on um, the, the real. Talk. So, yeah, the real. Or, you know, maybe, maybe she's content, but I mean, that's a big deal that Kyle is landing that. Cause I feel like the other women want that. They do. And I really, so that's when I was like, oh, when her and Kim say they're actresses, they really are like, she did good. I'm like, this really is her craft, you know? Yeah. Like, so- I believe she's trying to pull a reverse Rena. Like, I actually really think Kyle would leave. Look, she also came out and said earlier this year, I mean, it was someone asked her, she said, like, as soon as I'm not having fun, I'm going to leave, which is not really saying anything. But she basically was like, there will be a time, like, I'm not going to be there till the end. There will be, which I I believe she'll leave on her own. Mm. I think if she got real busy with acting, I bet you she would leave. Like, I think she's almost the opposite of like a Rinna and all these actresses that kind of do it to revive their career. Yeah. I think she really wants to act. Maybe. I mean, that would be I like, look, I root for women over 50. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I love to see it. So, you know, and I'm a Kyle fan. I think Kyle is, I, I think Kyle's pretty genuine. I don't know. I find her to be, I know a lot of people feel like she cries all the time and it kind of meddles, but, um, but overall I'm a Kyle fan. So good. I hope it works for her. Well, that's like, I just have the whole breaking of the fourth wall questions. Like were there housewife fans that were other actors on the thing? Like yeah. did people ask her questions like during the breaks? Like, do people want to know about Erica? Like, it's just kind of funny, but you know, look, anyone that wants to see a very cute, and the place they were was called the North Pole. It was just about like, she had this rival, like they were best friends and they had a fight. And listen, this is only a two hour movie. So things move fast. They were best friends for the whole life. They had a fight over something on Christmas. They became mortal enemies. Uh, there was a reporter that came to town. Alec Mappa was involved. And then they said, let's call it the housewives of North Pole. Like these two, like this is supposed to be a lovely town. And these two are like, they're later, let's make it. So it like kind of played on the housewives thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. But it really wasn't about house. It really, she played a part and she, she did good. She did good. And I was like, wow, this is what, right. However, there were, there was one scene within it. The whole scene was not more than a minute Four major cameos. Four. Who? Who's in it? First, and this is all like what? Because when these women are fighting, we have four women in different. Like, did you hear this? And did you hear so the four gossipers? First, Miss Sonia Morgan. Okay. Love. Then, right on the screen, the grand dame herself, Miss Karen Huger. Yeah, you told me that, and you said that you really liked Karen in it, right? 
Karen did well. I mean, she had like four lines, but Miss Huger, the Grand, I'm just very impressed with the Grand Dame. I then, love the Grand Dame. Right? Then we had Lisa Barlow as a real estate agent. They're like keeping it, like, let's throw some Salt Lake in there. Yeah. And then, okay. I mean, look, and I think they purposely probably stayed away from Beverly Hills. And then they threw in Cynthia Bailey. Really? Yeah. Okay, Miss Cynthia. All right. I like it. I don't or, hate any of that. So it's like, they did not have scenes with Kyle, but it's like they didn't have scenes with each other, but just one after another, they were local townspeople. They each had a different gossip. It was kind of fun, right? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yes, I love the crossover like that. And especially even, I think it's genius that they didn't even really interact. They just had like their other, you know, roles that are, that are mixed in. So, okay, I like it, Dave. Imagine watching it. I'm like, wait, is that looks like, Son- is that Sonia Morgan? And you're like, it is. And then the Grand Dame comes on, like I screamed. <laughs> I had, the, the Grand Dame was wearing a nice fur. I'm like- you know? Perfect. Well cast. Yeah. It was like, right. Lisa Barlow was like a no nonsense real estate agent that was like, one of these two is going to have to move. She's like, and I hope it's Trish, bigger commish. <laughs> Again, guys, this is a Hallmark esque holiday movie. So don't expect to win any Emmys, but The Housewives of the North Pole, time. check it out. Okay. Right. Uh, and Kyle it. did and Kyle did well. Then there was a lot of drama with Kyle recently. She went on her, like, this is where I'm always like, you go on your BFFs podcast, Teddy, you know, Teddy and Tamara have a podcast now. Yes. Can I just tell you something? People and all these listeners are going to like know that it's them because like I get hundreds and hundreds of DMs a week of my listeners telling me how bad each of the Housewives podcasts are. Who I do don't they say this is the worst. Who, who do they vote well, as the worst? Recently, because now Gina Keel from the OC has a podcast. And they're like, they, like, she does it. Like, I haven't listened to any of these. I don't listen to podcasts, guys. I mean, come on. Like, well, you do yours doc, 24 right, 7. Like, I you just don't need can't. to listen. Yeah, I know. No, it's like, so a, when I had an interview with Gina Keel, she got in a car and drove away, like at the end when she was done. Like, she, I mean, so she was like, I'm like, honey, your wife, like you're in the car. Like, I'm going to lose you. Like, we got to say goodbye. Granted, it was time anyway. I'm like, bye. So apparently she does this on her actual podcast. Someone's like, it's clear she's like driving around and like fitting this in. I just, listen, I just think that, and I'll reveal some tea I've never revealed before about a housewife for the podcast. It's like, I just think they think like, you know, think about it. They show up and they do this show and they're paid a lot of money. And yeah. then it's produced, like someone edits it and, you know, it's not fake, but they, <coughs> I, excuse me. I just think that with a podcast, they think they're just going to show up and look pretty and they don't it's realize so like, much work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Have you ever been excited by that big sign free trial? You sign up and you don't even realize it's a subscription that renews without your consent. My life has changed since I discovered Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel. Have you ever actually realized you were paying for a subscription and then tried to cancel it, you have to scroll around that website so many times, click so many buttons. Truebill makes it so simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Velvet Rope. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Velvet Rope. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash velvet rope. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Even though like, look, they're not sitting there and editing, like Teddy's not editing, but I mean, so they don't really know what it is, but I think when you don't know you're, it's all in someone else's hands and you're just like, they don't realize like you have to create content every week or every day and just turning on the mic and just talking about like, I'm sure that 99% of these Bravo people like MJ, I'm like, no, 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 no shade to any of them. I'm just sure that there's no way they prepare like March. Um, I do have some inside scoop on a Potomac housewife that has a podcast and I, yes, Currently? you are correct. Yeah. They, they do not prep. And that is a, is a ongoing problem. Do they have a solo podcast? No, no, they don't. So that would be Giselle or Rod. And so one of them must've told you <laughs> they, they don't prepare because Monique has had a podcast too, but she's not a current she still does. I, I just had her on my show. She does. Um, she's really focusing on her YouTube channel. And she said this, so yes. I'm not repeating anything. She doesn't know if she's going to continue in podcasting because she likes the YouTube show. She's not sure that she wants to continue with podcasting. You know, Candace has a had a podcast. I'm not sure if it's coming back for a season two or three. You have Giselle and Robin. You have Monique, who had one. Um yeah, I mean, all these housewives have them. And you know, Bethany's, do you like Beth? I've listened to Bethany's a couple of times. Is it, well, so here's the thing. I mean, I'm assuming like, so first of all, I mean, I get, it's not about me, but I get contacted all the time by the iHeart and all these companies. 
I say no for a lot of reasons, but I'm just assuming that that's how like these companies reach out to anyone famous. Just don't get me wrong. The company's not like, yay, we have Robin and Giselle. Look at us. No, it's like, here's the rope and you better produce or you're going to be kicked out. It's not like they get some sweet deal. There's that's, that's what I think it is. It's that they don't know how to create the content. Like this is, this isn't a producer, sweetie. This isn't like a go, go fight with Candace or there's nobody around you. Like these women all hate each other and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're lucky. Like you're lucky. You hate that person. This is giving you, this is giving you like, I, I, I just watched Salt Lake Housewives say there's a scene where like Meredith and Lisa were fighting and Meredith's just kind of sitting there listening. And I'm like, I just got this weird feeling of Meredith's probably like, like, I think these women look at their castmates, like, thank God you're here. Like, like yeah. you're doing, like you're doing well, like, uh, like you're going crazy now in front of me. And I think they like salivate sometimes like, oh, this is going to be good. And like, it's coming at me, but like, this is good. Like I, cause I can yeah. pull off you Yeah, that there's none of that in a podcast. So it's like, you got to create the content. Like when you, when you get a deal from like an iHeart, you got to produce. And I think they also think like, it's going to not just be easy. They're going to make a ton of money. You got to work your ass off before you see money and you do see money, but you got to, you don't realize most podcasts never see money. Most don't like 90% never make any money. And I mean, you have to, you know, this medium of podcasts, you have to connect with your listener. So even if you're famous and you're coming on, I mean, if you don't connect with them intimately, like they're not going to buy the products that you're promoting. They're not going to listen. I mean, I'm curious to, you know, Nini started a YouTube show. I don't know if it ever even continued. And I'm, I gotta go look. I mean, I don't know if Candace is continuing her podcast or Giselle and Robin is theirs every week or was it a season? That I don't know now. I've, so I've heard someone told me Gina's was really bad. Someone told me Giselle's and Robin's wasn't horrible. I think a lot of people tried Bethany's. The one thing I hear about Bethany's all the time, because people always tell me like what I love about you is you don't interrupt your guests, which is on yeah. purpose. Cause you know, I mean, you and I are interrupting a little bit and like when Catherine's here, but like when I have a guest, it's like, cause I want a quote, I want like the tea for my listeners, but some, so many people have told me Bethany doesn't, which you could see it doesn't shut the hell up. She interrupts. I'm like, if I ask Paris Hilton a question, I'm not going to speak when Miss Hilton is, I mean, I want to hear what she has to say because it's going to go viral and all these listeners are going to be like, holy shit, did she just say that? I will say when I've listened to Beth, like I, I do love Bethany. I know people have very mixed feelings about Bethany, but it's it's hard because with her, it's like a little bit of like brag planing. You know, it's like bragging and complaining. It's like, oh, you know, I was in Beverly Hills and I ended up meeting Sia, but like I'd lost my heel. You know what I mean? Like it's it's I love Bethany, but it's a little bit complaining about her celebrity life. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Like everyone knows you're rich, you're right. famous. Like, I think we just want your secrets on how to have a successful business. You know, just tell us that you are cutthroat, you know, <laughs> we'll appreciate that. Listen, and I'm not saying anything either. I, every person that I, I've been told so many stories by so I mean, people yes. that know that know Bethany, like, you know, like the Kyles of the world and not even just her, not, but like, oh, like I swear I've never, there's not one person that has anything <laughs> good to say. I'm not coming for her. Everyone. I am just repeating. I mean, just like numerous people, New York, Housewives, New Jersey, though, so many people. And they're just like, but I mean, she would have done anything to step over them to get what she God. And it's like, I don't know if that's such an insult. Like, I don't know if that's so, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a, such a different person, business and personal, but I've heard personally, 
I don't know. Like, look, she's been friends with Kyle forever and now they don't speak. It's like, I don't really? know. Yeah, no, they well, don't speak think- anymore. I think the thing with Bethany that people dislike, right? And I think Chris Jenner was the master of this is Bethany used all those people to get to the top. And then really now that she is uber rich and I think Bethany doesn't want to be around anybody. Like, I think Bethany's like, fuck all of you. I don't care. I'm all, I'm worth $85 million. Like, screw all of you. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I think Kris Jenner is worth a hundred million dollars, but she still is friends with Kathy Lee Gifford. Like she's still, I think the Kardashians are masters at, you know, inviting old masters. contacts. Yeah, I mean, Listen, I think they- Well, I was going to yeah. say not to interrupt you. I just said, like, I don't interrupt guests, but everything That's I've heard fine. about them, you know, yes, they do try to control the narrative. Like, Chris will call and say, like, kill the fucking story. And that doesn't really work. But short of that, I, everything I have heard is, like, they fucking work. They are good girls. Chris, like, I just think really- they never thought this would happen. And so yeah. you adjust to your life. I mean, I mean, I will adjust to my life. Like I would be spending all, but like, I do think that they work. Like, I don't think it's a big, like the jokes on all of you. And, you know, we're using, you know, like the mic goes off into like these fucking people that list. Like, I, I really do think that they are good, hardworking girls. That's yeah. everything I've heard. Really? Uh, me too. I've, I've always heard great things about the entire Kardashian family from anybody that's ever worked for them from like Kathy Griffin, like everybody says they are so kind. And like, if something happens to you, they reach out. Like, I, I genuinely think that's true. I think they are, they're big Hollywood players. And I think that they are smart about keeping all connections open. That. NDA, when you exit, I don't know what, I, I don't know if it says bonus, like here's sign here and you get a hundred grand on, on, on exit or 25 grand, whatever your salaries, because let me tell you, mama has had on black China here because I mean, black China suing them. And yeah. that was, okay. But other than that, listen, you don't think I want assistance, chauffeur, chefs, hairstylist i want it all anyone that knows anyone that's relate like remotely i've tried oh mama has tried <laughs> i've tried for chauffeurs and drivers and and cleaners and, really? and maids and ex assistants yeah i've tried i tried to cut off my arm for fucking jordan woods i, I would have sawed the arm off really people, jordan woods wouldn't dish people don't i swear to you they must saw i don't know how it works Wow. China's people reached out to me because it's like different and she's suing them. And I couldn't even ask about that. I got Kardashian questions in, but I, people from the Kardashian camp that are inside that are out, do not talk. It's very rare. You need to reach out to Tristan Thompson's first baby mama because she recently went on social and she was dishing everything about the Kardashians and Chloe and reach out to her. She seems like she (sighs) knows. I mean, this is the problem. And then I get so busy and then I'm like, eh. Now, like the moments <laughs> passed, you know what I mean? Like, I but, hear you, but that, but that I like, but so I don't know what we were talking. So I don't know. Like I get DMS and people tell me how awful everyone's podcast is all these housewives. Like, I've, well, it's very hard. Yeah. It's hard to have a good show. It really is. It's way and, harder than people think. And then I think when they don't make money, they're just like, well, you have to really, so here's some tea. I mean, I'm not even spilling any tea. I don't care. Cause like, like Vicky. So like Vicky was on my show and I was on her show, Gumbleson, who doesn't really have a podcast anymore. But like when I was on, they were like, so what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, yes, well, that's very flattering, but 
Like, I don't understand. Like, it's, this isn't my podcast. Like, when Vicky comes on my podcast, it is planned. We have a whole script here. And I'm like, I, we can't do the same thing when I'm on hers because it's like a week before. I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to talk about? I ended up being the whole producer on the whole show and making it like Vicky was in her five stages of grief, which she really was. And like, you got to get over it, honey, you were fired. And like, this is how housewives work and you should have come. Because yeah. really, I could tell everyone. Like, but it was just, and then after that, it was like the team reached out to me again. I'm like, listen, uh, this is, and again, there's no ego. It's just like, God, like I thought to myself, like I could, if I ever changed course, I could step in and produce Vicky show. Like I could, I mean, I can't because I don't have time, but sure. in another life, if this all, like if it, everyone wants to stop listening tomorrow, I could just be behind the scenes with like Giselle and Robin. And I could really produce like, and let me tell you the show, get, I mean, behind the velvet rope got to the top really because of me because of yes. all these wonderful people listening but behind the scenes when when there was blood under my fingernails and and I was like there was like dirt under my ass because I worked for 24 hours <laughs> and I gained 900 pounds and like had no dates you know but when I gained some weight photos of David Yontip I don't believe it no I I like I'm coming back down now because it's like life is open here but you know, I know how to do it. Like I can yeah, get a show do. to the top. I, I consulted myself, like it's, I did it. And I will not, I will take most of the credit. These lovely listeners are take a hundred percent of the credit, but I'm going to take the other one. Cause I work like a fucking dog. So yeah, you do. if you I do. took over Vicky Gumbelson, Robin and be like, get out of my way. You mean you yeah. could be the, you could be the talent, but I'm going to tell you what we're going to, I could get their shows to the top, but I'm not, there's no time in the day. No. I, I You've got to do you. Yeah. You have your own beautiful platform now. Screw that. But I really think that that's the problem. These housewives, they just talk and they're like, so what do you want? So I haven't listened to Tamara's in and Teddy's, but I haven't heard wonderful things from my audience that's slipping into my DMs. Well, I think people now look at podcasts as just an extension of something that they're doing. Like you and I, we've, we've fostered our shows. Like we've built audiences. We have fan followings. Like people look forward to it. It's many years in the making. But I think for a lot of people, it's almost like how they slap their name on, you know, whatever, a hot sauce, right? Like it's just another thing that they're doing. So if you treat it like that, then, then people might like pop in and listen and pop out, but it's not going to be a viable source of income. And I think that's why you see housewives get on the bandwagon. They see how much work it is. They do a year and then they're gone off to something else. I agree. And I think the other thing that these networks like iHeart and all these other networks should realize is the spinoff shows don't really work. Like the man's owed with children, you know, like, oh, like yeah. the spinoffs, like you are different when you're not in an ensemble, like, and that's where it's like, again, like a smart housewife would be like, I hate these, these people, but wait, you're lucky that they're there. They're lucky you're sparring with them. Like Melissa should thank her ass. She has Teresa. Teresa should thank her ass. She has yeah. Melissa and so on and so forth all down the line, because what would you do otherwise? Your job would be harder. Yeah. But, right. So I don't think that like, when it's just like one person, it's, it's a whole different thing. And then, right. Like, what is your topic? Like, I mean, I and guess like, like Tamara and Teddy could talk just about housewives forever. I mean, we, like we do, but it's, it's going to be different. Cause like, there's gotta be an angle. Like I interview people. So I think Kyle went on to like throw her best friend a bone and it got a lot of press pickup. Cause it's Kyle talking. Yeah. Yeah. But now what? Like if you 
I mean, I have Catherine Edwards on all the time and it charts every time. So like, do you want Kyle every week? Will she do that? I, I don't know. And even that, like, it's different. Like Catherine and I have a plan. We talk, like, I can't just be like, oh, I'm fucking tired, Catherine. What do you want to do today? So yeah. I just think yeah. they don't realize there has to be a plan. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. To me, Teddy is sort of kind of trying to position herself. Like she's been doing a lot of stuff for extra. Like to me, she's trying to almost do that Mario Lopez path. Like she, she's obviously a daughter of a celebrity. So it's almost like she kind of wants that, um, extra entertainment tonight reporter correspondent. She's a celebrity liaison. That's, that's what I see her show as just being a, like almost a practice for her to interview people, but not like a must listen. Well, okay, then on two things I have to say about that, um, Cynthia Bailey is winning that game because Cynthia Bailey is now on ePop and Access Hollywood and she is killing it. She's doing so well. She's doing, because like, so I've seen some of Teddy's stuff. I'm not gonna, I'm not knocking her, but when I see her like on Access Hollywood, it is with Housewives. So I'm like, is this the way to get like Erica and Dorit to talk? Cause like she's in asking Dorit about the home invasion, Erica. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, not has, she, has she done non Housewives? Cause Cynthia Bailey is real. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other, but like Cynthia is so picture it. Cynthia never went to the mat on Atlanta. She never yeah. pulled a weave or threw down Cynthia. You know, people could say she's boring, 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 but Cynthia came out of it able to get a job because she, same with Garcelle. You look at like a Garcelle, Garcelle's on the real. She's yeah. Garcelle's great on the smart, real. She's really right. good. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever Garcelle's debates each year, should I go back or not? Uh, you have a real job, sweetie. And like Garcelle doesn't go to the yeah. mat. She's not really going low. You know what I mean? She'll stick up for herself. But I feel like that those are the people that, and I'm not saying Teddy went low. I'm just saying I haven't seen Teddy do like the, like our, Cynthia's doing interviews with like everybody, like real interviews. Oh, okay. You, you just scooped me. I didn't even know that Cynthia was doing that. All right. And she now wants to do more of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, she doesn't like talk to Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie, but she's, done she's really and she's classy and like i don't know i think cynthia it's perfect job for her perfect oh okay i'm not sure it's for i don't know i have to see more of teddy in that capacity i just i've seen some of her interviews and it just i don't know it didn't grab it doesn't wow you david it didn't wow me doesn't wow you okay and so like if that's what she's practicing for then who are the interviews on the podcast i'm talking about on, on tv like i don't know if she's had i mean i know she just started she had on kyle so who else like, coming out with a bang who's next good question i don't know so no i just i don't know god but i this is very interesting i think talking about the podcast but again show me a great podcast. Like, I mean, you look at like Bethany, like she's gets real guests. Like it should be a blockbuster. Yeah. Like you have Paris fucking Hilton and like Mark Cuban and like, not even that, but she's had real, you can get a real guest. Yeah. Yeah. Legit names outside of the housewives realm, which is what you're saying is like, can these women that are housewives sure they can do their podcast, but can they bring on other big name celebrities, you know, whoever, right. Nick can, you know, Garcelle's interviewing all those people, you know, can you do that? And Bethany says, she'll say it herself. I I hated having a talk show. I hate being scripted. Okay. A podcast isn't really, it's looser, but you're kind of saying you hate your podcast because isn't it the same thing as your talk show? I mean, other than the I, fact that there was a I network. I don't believe, I don't believe she right. hated the talk I, show. I think, 
I think that she, look, I, I don't think Bethany and Bethany has said this. Bethany is not soft. She's not sweet. She's not open. Those are all the things she says she wants her daughter to be because she grew up tough. You can't be a talk show host. Oprah worked because Oprah was like empathetic and in every way. She disclosed everything that went wrong in her life. She wasn't, you know, a size one. You know, she was like, she fluctuated in her weight. She came on one day, she was skinny. The next day she was, I mean, what woman in America couldn't relate to that? You know, like- it, it's just, I think Bethany should have done a talk show on MSNBC all about business, 30 minutes of B or whatever, you know, and just given people almost like Shark Tank, but she doesn't need any co-hosts. It should have just been, this is what's wrong with your business. This is what's right. This is what you should be doing. Why aren't you doing this? You know, and, and that talk show would have hit 100, but trying to make her this Ellen, and I don't think Ellen was the right producer for it. Ellen, Ellen has never... Uh, to me, I don't think Ellen has ever taken a talent and made them better. Like, I, like name someone. Like, who, who is who, a, who else has she tried with? You know, Ellen's had like a record label. You, I, I couldn't right. name anyone off of it. Yeah. So now, now you're giving me tea. I had no idea. Okay. Do you remember the guy on YouTube that I swear his career died the day he he signed with Ellen? Now he probably doesn't agree. With I remember I mean, like, somebody. Yeah, I remember. He reviewed somebody. all the food. I feel like it's Jalen. Oh God. Anyway, you know, I just feel like nothing has ever popped off. Now, maybe to him, the goal was just like to be signed by Ellen to come out and be on her show. But I just think it take you. It's a special thing to foster, you know, great talent and and make them amazing. And I just, I don't think Ellen was the right fit, but I, nobody, nobody the talk show is the dream that everyone, I mean, I'm talking actors, comedians, singers, everybody wants a fucking successful talk they show. Do. If you can do, oh, 100%. If you can master so Drew that. Drew Barrymore is happier in life now than when she was on the movie sets. Yes. 100%. I guarantee. I because guarantee. like she lives in New York, you go to your, it's your show. It's like, what is better than that? It's your show. And, and it's so hard to do. So few people can, can create a great talk show that people watch. My girl, Busy Phillips didn't do so well on E. Did you watch Busy Phillips? Yeah, I watched. I thought that show had potential too, but I don't think they gave her enough time. And I don't know, you know, you never know the behind the scenes, right? Like maybe she wasn't that great or she was very insecure. I have no idea, but I, you know, I think what drew was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. I, I, but I think too, there's lots of things going on. Drew has the everyday girl being like, I gained weight. I have a list. Like I'm a mess and drew, you know, if you look at like her house and stuff, like she has tons of money, but she, you know, lives like a, she's very authentic as a person. There you go. That's, that's the difference. That's the difference. And drew Barrymore, like one of the first things she did was like talking to her producers about how insecure she was and like, didn't think she could go on, like on meaning her talk show, all this stuff. People relate, like they want to see that. They don't want to see you come out and be like a hard ass. You Is know, that why people relate to me? Because I'm a fucking mess half the time. <laughs> and I and I admit that I'm a fucking mess. Yes, um, you have a popular show. Yes. Well, look, I mean, in that note, you look at like a Drew, same thing. I mean, in everything I've heard about Kelly Clarkson, I have a friend that works on the Kelly Clarkson show, Lawrence, Lawrence area. And like, he's on the show with, he's like her like lifestyle. Kelly is rumored to be, but like the nicest, but look at her. She is very relatable everyday girl, right? Kelly's not about living like, so maybe that's the thing that if Bethany's sitting there talking about like, you know, I just 
geared up the private jet and here's my Hermes and you know Drew and Kelly have a shitload of money too but it's that but they don't, they don't yeah, stand they don't stand for it they, they yeah. stand for like exactly. yeah I'm in a profession that pays a shitload of money and I, I want the money I mean, and it will be interesting to see if Nick Cannon can keep like if his talk show goes anywhere if that lasts I don't know if Wendy's coming back or not. I mean, I think Drew and Kelly are having a lot of success because there's no Wendy. You know, Dr. Are they on Oz- at the same time? I think Drew no. is. Is she? Uh, Drew's, I think, at like, I think she's at 10 o'clock. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Well, that, you know, I mean, I think they're having a hard time with Wendy. Um, and, you know, Nick Cannon, maybe Nick's show will succeed. We'll see. Um, yet to be determined. Does he have, I mean, I know he has housewives. Does he have like real guests? Yeah, he has real guests. Yeah, I, I think he know. does have real. Yeah, I th- huh. I think he's trying to do segments. Um, you know, I I don't know. It's I think it's hard to. I, this is this is like such reverse sexism, but I do think it's hard for men in the modern age to be talk show hosts. Like I'm trying think of like who's the last male daytime like Doctor Oz, but Doctor Oz is done. You know, that's like done. Like I had Jerry Springer on my show. I mean, yeah, that's a different like, type of show, and it's a long. His judge Jerry is he still doing like, new. I guess he, he does judge it. Jerry, but it's different. It's like, it's like judge Judy. It's judge Jerry. It's like real cases. Not, I, so that's I not the hard same. for men too. Steve Wilkos has a show, but it's, it's a different type. I had him on my show too. It's a different type of show. No, you're right. But you're right. Like Drew and Kelly, you just feel it. And there's their reputation that they're, and even though Oprah has like, you know, more money than all of us put together and she could like buy us and take us out to pasture, we'll never be heard from again. There is very, you never, like, you never felt that, like, when Oprah was sympathizing oh. with someone, you were never like, oh, that's easy for you to say, rich bitch. Like, it was never, you were like, Oprah's, Oprah's good, man. You felt yeah, that I shit, know. right? You felt it. You felt it no matter how rich. I, and I think Drew and Kelly have that. And I think it's very smart. Drew is aging naturally on television, which is the opposite of what we see with all the housewives. And I think people relate to that. The has she said, thing, like, I, I don't want to get anything? Like, has she said that? Like, she I think, yeah, I, I think, think so. she's done segments and come out and said, like, I do not, I'm not going to. Um, and so has Cameron Diaz. I think they're like, I'm aging naturally. And I think most American them. women. Yes, I agree. So well, you know what, Sarah? Not, okay, yeah, go on, go on. It's this, no, sure I was going to say, no, no, no. I was going to say this American woman here is not aging naturally. So. <laughs> But I respect anyone that is. No, I mean, I think Drew yeah. has said that before too. Listen, Cameron Diaz basically said I've left acting. So it's like, yeah. you know that Cameron Diaz has, she has a wine now. She's in the wine business. Yes, I really want to try her wine. I know, I really want to try that. She delivered a whole bunch to Josh Flagg and then he posted about it. That's how I know. <gasps> that, that, that delivery thing works. You know, you get someone Damn to it. post. Yeah. It works, Sarah. It works. Um, well, one day you and I will have a talk show and then, you know, I'll still you do know it. We're speaking it into this. the universe. Oh, let's, let's we are going to have a show speak it into the universe. Um, so that's all. And that is why I think a lot of the housewife podcast don't work and everyone slip into my DMs and tell me what you think. And I'm willing, I don't listen. I'm not going to listen. Even if someone says it's great, but I just wonder, I think maybe Bethany's is the one I've heard that most people like the best, but it's the best of the worst almost. And that a lot of people complain about it, but I mean, if it's still good, I mean, a lot of people hate me too. So that's just how it is. What (laughs) about, since it is the end of the year, what were some of your highlights of this year pop culture wise? doesn't have to be Bravo. Just what stands out for you? I have so many. Wow. 
Well, I told you that my number one really is that Oprah interview with Megan and Harry. Like that was a pop culture moment that people talked about for weeks. For Do you want to hear something? What? I you have Megan Markle coming out. Are you kidding me? I would die. I mean, I don't, I never watched that interview. <gasps> you didn't? I'm not really into the royal stuff. It just is like a different category for me. And if I had, if I had to watch it, like I do have some other person who slips into my DMs all the time that tells me to cover the Royals. I mean, lots of people would like to give me things to do. It's just, it's not going to happen. Like I can't have a whole nother show and I just don't keep up with it. It just doesn't interest me. It never did. I know. I I hear you. Um, I'm really not into them either, but what I do think was so unique is I think it was the first time since Diana and Princess Diana's passing that you saw a royal truly pull back the curtain and talk about things that we'd never even heard. I had no idea that the royals would host all of the media for like a giant Christmas party. You talk about giving them gifts, all this stuff. I guess I'm dumb because I should have thought of this, but like Daily Mail, Piers Morgan, all these people are hosted by the queen and it's essentially a bribery so that they write good articles. And not only that they write good articles, they could write shit articles. They just write articles to keep the, the Royal family in the media, right. To keep all the solution because they sell tchotchkes. They sell, you know, they're benefiting from this. And I'm like, duh, Sarah, like this was a whole, but it's the first time you've heard a Royal Harry sit down and say that. And of course, you know, the racism allegation, basically he alleges, you know, and I think it's, I think people now think it's Prince Charles, which I don't think that's like that far off of a guess is that Charles went to him and essentially said, you know, what color is your child going to be? Because Megan is, is mixed race. Right. Um, and you know, that shocking moment, um, Megan was near suicide. You know, I think it's like the first time because Diana really, she died before she really got to speak her full truth. So, I love that moment. Oh, I think she, yeah, I think she would have said so much more. I don't know that at the time, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think she could have survived it one way or the other because things were so much different in 1998 versus 2021. But I, that was, that was my number one moment in pop culture. That's That's a good moment. I mean, I think for me, not that I was that invested, but I never like, Britney being free. <gasps> I Okay, well, I'm terrible. Your audience will come for me. I didn't even believe the Free Britney movement. I thought it was a bunch of crazy fans that were just so over the top. I was like, oh, fuck this. You know, In Jamie the beginning, Harris. right? Yes. Well, I, I say this to people because people have come for me in my DMs over this and on my TikTok. Um, but I say to people, you know, Britney came out herself during this conservatorship, you guys probably all remember about a year ago and was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, it's all good. Now, of course we know she was brainwashed. She was afraid of her, but I believed her. So people don't like me. (laughs) I, I just thought it was never going to happen. I was like, this is just like, why, why do we have this? Cause she'll never be free. Like I really, cause the laws are so harsh. I mean, I've talked about it with lawyers on here before. So I just was like, so I was just shocked. Like how did this really happen? Like, yeah. I'm just shocked it actually happened because I never thought it would. So that maybe was like a top one. I mean, as far as, yeah, that was a top one. I think that was what really else? good. Um, well, recently, uh, there's so many for me, but recently the Sex in the City reboot, are you watching? You know, okay, here's the thing. 
I I'm watching, but I was never really a huge, like I'm not a diehard. I'm not a diehard. It just was at this period in my life when I like was more just, I wasn't like, I was so busy that I just skipped it. And then I was like, well, yes, I get it. Everybody. This is a David show. I would have loved this show. I would be obsessed. I would be just as obsessed as I am with, I just was ready and it was too late. And I'm like, why am I forcing myself to now start and go back and watch how many seasons and like I know, really so many. pay attention. So I, I'm watching, I do have to say, I have someone coming up from sex in the city from, and boat? just like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's, it's big. I bet it's Cynthia Nixon. It's someone really good. You know, Ooh. I mean, yeah, it's someone pretty decent. I I mean, look, this is another moment for me. I'm very proud of women over 50. They're all over 50. They're, they're doing their thing. I I don't find the reboot to be particularly good. It's gotten horrible. It's gotten panned, but I give them incredible credit. And Kristen Davis just did an interview and she said, you know, I'm tired of people commenting on, on the way I look. I understand that. I feel like to me, that's just part of Hollywood. And I feel like it happens to men, right? We talk about, we talk about Tom Cruise's looks and Mickey Rourke and Sylvester. What are people saying about her? Well, they're saying her facelift was bad. They're saying that, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker's another one. Great showing gray hair. Cynthia Nixon shows gray hair. She's aging on camera. You know, people have a problem with that, but to me, they do that with men too. Like I I think women like to, uh, my thing is always ageism. and sorry, you probably hear my son crying in the background. No. I have to well, like I mean, go. I did, but in mine, you hear like, you hear <laughs> things. No, you'll go. I would like, look, it's almost been an hour. No, it's fine. Um, so, you know, I think ageism is the last frontier where it's fine to make fun of. You know, we know like sexuality. I mean, you and I are like. I don't know why. I mean, ageism bothers correct. me more than almost anything. Really? It it's bothers the last me. frontier. Of you can say what you want about people's age. So she's she's very much an advocate for not talking about women's appearance. To me, I think it goes with the territory. And again, I think we do it with men all the time. I mean, how many jokes are there now about Mickey Rourke's face? I mean, so many, you know, it's like, anyhow. But um, but she also basically says to people, look, I don't give a shit about your criticism. Like you write it, you go write it better. Tell me that you could. And, and I'm like, okay, fair point. I understand that. But um, I just do think, I don't know. I don't think it's very good. And I think that's disappointing because I'm not sure if it's a show that just can't hold up over time. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I mean, that's the thing. Look, we've had lots of other reboots, Melrose, Place, 902. I'm not even saying like the new, they don't always do, I don't know, I I guess Saved by the Bell is doing well. It's back for its second season, but it's, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not what it, it's not what it used to be. Fuller House was terrible. I mean, it's very hard. Very few of Ooh, them. I liked well. Fuller House. You did. You oh, did. Yeah, I liked okay. it. I thought it was really <laughs> good. But you know, what was it on, like Freeform or whatever children's channel? Not really children's, but yeah, no, I I liked it. Um, what else? Anything like uh, we will we will wrap up in like a minute. Like what else? Anything else stand out? Like. Um, Okay, well, he didn't stand out to me at the time, but I recently watched on HBO the documentary of DMX. And, um, you know, I grew up, you, you too, I'm sure, in the early, like, 2000s or the early aughts, David, as everybody says, the early aughts. Is that what they say? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. 
I grew up with DMX. I love that music. I never really thought about him. Anyway, the documentary is on HBO and I, I, it's like the life of DMX. Anyway, it's, it's very tragic, like what he went through as a child. And then I think to see him have such fame, um, I think he fathered something like 14 children and then like the repercussions of kind of being a here, like a father that was absent. It's, it's very good. And also I'm really obsessed with early, like 2000 celebrities, because I just don't think people are going to have that fame anymore. Like they used to, you know, really? No, I mean, I think, you know, you have people that are famous, like Addison Ray, you still have like Brad Pitt, but I don't think you have people like, I, I don't know, you know, the days when people were like hiding in laundry baskets to get into in sinks, like, you know, dressing Same with the room. 902 and out, like Jason Priestley and like Luke and all that. Like, like, I, don't, I don't think you're going to have you know, you do if like these people do like a makeup drop, you know, like if Jeffree Star does a makeup drop at Sephora, like, yes, you know, thousands of people will show up. Right, like Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kardashian but... skims. Yeah. Like that was like, you had to line up for like, uh, like, like a month. Basically. It's just different. You know, it's a different type it. of celebrity. I think it's just so overexposed. And like, I, yeah. I have to say, I could honestly say this from doing this show for two full years now, my complete like existence and relationship to quote unquote celebrities is completely, completely, completely changed. Like yeah, I, they're so much more approachable now. Uh, it's like nothing. Yes. I got really nervous when I met Cher four times. I would get really nervous again. My don- There's a very few, but it's not like it's, but other than that, it's like everybody, even like when I do like a big interview, it's like, I'm nervous because I'm like, I need to be prepared for this interview and I never speak to this person again. And I better just ask yeah. everything that needs, but I don't, it's like, I really don't put anybody on a pedestal. It's really, they're all just people before I, before I hit record and say, this is David from behind, you have this small talk and they're just like us, which I know everyone could say that. But then you see like comments and like, oh my God, like you're this. I just don't have that in me anymore. So I think you're right. Maybe the world has changed a little bit of how Uh, we like handle celebrities. It has. I mean, yeah. Anyway, David, I love you. Next year, I will get into the Royals for you, Sarah. Everyone check out the Housewives of the North Pole. It's very cute. Tell me how you think our girl Kyle did. Kyle's an actress, Sarah. She's an actress. I love her. Go and watch, go and read the variety article but where let's talk about you know we're gonna go but like you gotta plug your podcast sarah fraser show everyone it's a good podcast you gotta listen and i've been on it twice or three times. yes twice. twice and we did a patreon together so um you can listen to the sarah fraser show all the same places you find david david apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio. i put out new episodes every monday and wednesday and you can also follow me on tiktok i do all kinds of celebrity and pop culture hot takes the sarah fraser show uh i love it david thank you for having me in your spare time i need to hire you to do tiktok like you got to teach me tiktok Anytime, honey. It's so, so somebody, easy. Somebody's got to come here and like get on my payroll and just do my TikTok. Does anyone want to? Because I'm not doing it. Um, I like popping off though. But everyone says the numbers are huge. And, and look, to your point, Addison Ray, that ain't no joke. No joke. Charlie DeMello. Everyone follow Sarah. She's really a fun, wonderful yeah. person. Sorry to keep you from your newborn son. Text me, DM me. Thank you. This you has been it. a crazy. This has been Love great. You. Love Bye, you. David. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, 
subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.